Welcome back, everybody. It is the first day back inside the gym for me today, which has been awesome. You know, taking a break really gives you a new energy for what you do. If you love what you do, um, it also gives you new energy to handle good things. But, you know, what's really been interesting for me is is healthy, good habits. Um, it hasn't been difficult for me to pick up all of my old habits because I did them so consistently, you know, such as daily reading, daily learning, you know, and, and getting involved in that. Um, and I think, I think it's those daily habits that, that really solidify. And I, I want to have a discussion about how to learn and, you know, what, what habits to put in place consistently over time, because we know that superheroes, uh, you know, really successful people are not superheroes. They're not people who, you know, are any different than you or I. They've just been doing things differently than you or I. They've been living and doing different tasks with their time. Um, so this podcast today is going to be a tribute to, I think, in my best perspective, which is still naive and still growing, but how to live, how has been suggested from other people more impactful than me, um, and then I've been trying to model my own life in a very similar way. So, uh Stay tuned. I'm super excited about this one. I'll see you in a bit. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kyle Roche, and this is the Daily Fitness Education, the podcast designed to highlight how anyone can become successful in any endeavor at all in life. Learning every day. I'll discuss something that I've learned in the past, something I may have learned that day, or something that I'm about to learn. Through books, mentors, courses, formal education, colleagues, and practical steps with clients, you can listen along through the lens of a personal trainer and the healthy enthusiasts around me and learn from my trials and tribulations as to how to achieve the intangible habits to pursue your own future in fitness. All right, so, you know, we're, we're talking habits today, and I think... That's super relevant. Coming back from the holidays, I had, had some discussions with my clients. Very normal, North America, uh, you know, Canada, United States. I don't live in the States, so I can't really speak for anything, but I know, which is, you know, humbly, only Kitchener, Waterloo, or Whitby, Ajax, or Toronto, GTA area. But I know that in, in this culture here, we spend a ton of time over the holidays doing a lot of unhealthy things. Um, and for some, this can be really detrimental because their own relationship with themselves or their habits or their, their day-to-day, that 90% that we've talked about from the elitist 90% is not very strong. And when I'm talking about the elitist 90%, I'm like, how clean can you make your life? How, what kind of habits can you, can you bulletproof into your life so that when you bounce back from that 90%, it's almost just as pleasurable, right? Like I'm, I'm an advocate for living fully, for being out there, being involved in lots, um, partying when you should party, and working hard when you should work hard, and having that in a in a strong balance of work over party. Um, the whole idea of YOLO, you know, you know, live for pleasure, have fun, work sucks, can't wait for the weekend is not not at all how I think you should condition your mind. I think it's very beneficial to believe that every day is a good day. Sunday is no better than Tuesday, and Tuesday is no better than uh, Friday. And if if you think that Monday sucks, you gotta you gotta give yourself a gut check and really try and understand why. Because uh, psychologically, I think most people struggle with 
Monday because their weekend habits are atrociously unhealthy. Drinking, partying, highly pleasurable, highly stimulating, tons of Netflix, not like extremely lazy. And then when you have to go back, yeah, it's uncomfortable to develop movement, progressive, productive-based habits. So um, the cool part, and, and maybe this is just me being excited about coming back to work. Um, if you do what you love, and I think that's important, if you do what you love and you build a lifestyle that you really enjoy, the stressful parts, like exercising hard, doing stressful things like Wim Hof breathing techniques or, um, you know, and, and that might even be a new conversation if you've never dove into the Wim Hof world um, or cold showering or having very clean, healthy food that doesn't stimulate like crazy, but it, you know, it fuels your body for, to be effective for exercise. All of these things, once you've cultivated them really strongly into your neurology will become habits. The cool part about habits is your brain has no idea whether or not they're pleasurable or purpose-based. They don't, they don't care whether or not they're quote unquote good or bad. I don't even like to call the habits bad because I, I just honestly don't think that there is a bad habit on this planet. I believe things are done in excess and when they're done in excess, uh, they can become very harmful. Yes, you know, we could just follow 10 commandments, shield, uh, steal, kill, like those things should never be done. We're talking about like eating Doritos, like you're not a bad person if you eat Doritos. You just, you might have the wrong ratios of intake and the wrong relationship with yourself and the reasons, the wrong reasons as to why you're eating those Doritos. Anyways, um, and even the, the harshness of wrong. Anyways, this is not to fly into the negative connotations. I had someone say to me once, Kyle, you're extremely hard on yourself. And I said, yes, but I'm not unkind. I'm, I'm very hard on myself, but I'm not unkind to myself. I don't treat myself poorly. I don't say uh, I'm ineffective. I'm not good at this. You know, uh, life is hard. This sucks. Like I'm very much like I, I, I can do this. I'm kind. I'm honest. I'm going to work hard. I'm, I'm proactive. I, I like to be effective. I'm, you know, engaging. I support the people around me. Like those words are what run through my brain. And if I don't do things like that, I'm just re reinforcing through affirmation. Like I can do this. I'm awesome. I can, I can live an awesome life. I can help lots of people. I can be good energy for people and be happy and fun. So, um, outcomes, even those, which is pretty cool, even your self-talk, that neurology is just habit, right? Using positive present tense affirmations, it becomes a habit. All of your subconscious thoughts, you should watch a, a video on YouTube uh, by a guy named Dr. Bruce Lipton. I believe it's an interview from the guy, Be Inspired. I don't, I don't know um, what the guy's name was, but essentially 95% of our day is subconscious, right? 5% of our day is actually conscious thought. If you don't, if you want to see this in real time, what's five plus five? Okay. Now what's five times 500 or 5,555? So the first one, what's five plus five is a subconscious thought. It's very immediate. It's habitual in its response. We know that it's 10, but five times 5,555 has to very much be thought about. We have to work through it in our mind to come to the conclusion, which I don't even know what it is because I'm not doing mental math right now while doing this podcast. I'd probably butcher it and you know make myself look silly. At the end of the day though, habits, your subconscious is what rules your life, right? So we talk about you know good habits. Some good habits uh, are daily reading, right? Five pages in a book, right? Uh, for me, when I wake up, I... I'm, I usually read. I have a book on my uh, on my nightstand. That's the first thing I do. My alarm goes off. I turn it off. I open my up my uh, my blinds, and then I lay back down on my bed and I read two or three pages of book. 
right? It doesn't have to be massive. It's just, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a small little piece. And over the course of two months, you read a book, right? Um, then I do Wim Hof breathing techniques. And I'm not saying, you know, you have to live like me. You can just take a chapter out of some of these books, uh, or my book, let's say, and how I try and live. There's a really good book called Own the Day by a guy named Aubrey Marcus. So if you can live one day effectively, you can repeat it. If you can repeat it long enough, that can then become your habits over and over and over. You'll get longer, better, more progressive outcomes. So snapshotting, um, if you want the outcomes I have, you have to do the things that I've done um, or vice versa and any people that you idolize or are mentoring you or are teaching you. I believe that learning is the backbone of how you're going to improve your life in all facets, learn more about fitness, learn more about relationships, learn more about finance, learn more about whatever it is, potato guns, like whatever you really like, the more you learn about it, the better your experience will be. Um, ultimately, because human beings are master uh, master creatures in nature. That's the only thing that separates us from other mammals on the planet is our capacity to learn. Um, this isn't becoming you know, religious in, in, con- in conversation, so I hope that doesn't offend anyone. But um, as well, once we've understood that we are learning, how do we learn? right? We don't learn by having others yell at us all day long. Um, Not yell at us, but there's two types of learning, extrinsic and intrinsic. Uh, Extrinsic learning is other people forcing you to learn a concept for a certain outcome. You want a degree, other people have told you what you need to learn in order to obtain that degree. There is intrinsic learning, which I think is far more important, but far less common because it's not what we're, it's not how we want to do it, right? Like most people don't want to learn a ton about um, everything because we re- we developed this negative relationship with education because we're forced to learn things like history if we don't like history or math if we're, we feel like we're bad at math. We don't intrinsically learn how to improve our skills over time. But I believe this intrinsic nature, this intrinsic motivation, this, this inner drive to want to, excuse me, know more is the backbone of how high you will rise in life. I was listening to a really good uh, motivational speaker, I forget the guy's name, Stephen something, um, said that you will rise in life to the level of problems in which you can solve. I believe you can solve any problem in your life if you're willing to learn how to solve that problem. The calculus, like just because you can't do it now, I guarantee if you sat down for three hours, you would get one step closer to Understanding imaginary numbers. Now, this is uh, you know something in calculus that I remembered that I don't even think I was very good at at the time. Uh, but if I wanted to learn something, I know that I would just put in the energy that was required to learn that skill. Just like fitness, you can improve your fitness if you put in the energy required to get that outcome. So what does this mean, really? I want you to build a day. And if you can build a day, you can build a week. And if you can build a week, you can build a life, right? Uh, A month, a year, a life. So we just really want to build in consistent habits. Our brain, a book called uh, The Brain That Changed Itself, suggests that our brains are very malleable. They change remarkably. Neuroscience is suggesting that uh, there's something called neuroefficiency, neurons that fire together, wire together, so that when you do a task at a certain time or in a certain location within a certain association, such as waking up and reading a book like I do, over time it will become more and more ingrained. In the beginning, it is neurologically inefficient. Those neurons are not firing together. When you wake up, your brain does not say, 
whatever, read the book. It might say brush your teeth. It might say go back to bed and hit the snooze. Those are inefficient neural pathways. So to test to step out of it and say like you're not the issue and your neural pathways are makes it so much easier because it's not, you know, you don't have to shame yourself for not waking up on time. Just know that it's habitual and through repetition, you can change those habits. So once you've built them, they will feel like gold. I remember when I first started reading, I, I'm still an extremely slow reader, but I don't fixate on the outcomes. I don't fixate on the fact that I'm reading at a fast or slow pace or retaining or not retaining. I'm just focusing on being present in the habit. Trying to build habits is the backbone. Um, so what, what am I really expecting? Uh, really nothing except for holding that moment, that housing of time to practice my reading habit. Um, so walking through my day really quickly, you know, I know for sure that after I'm finished my morning, if, if for you, if it's to do it on lunch or if it's, you know, whatever, when you finish work, but I know that when I finished my morning round of clients, I'll have three or four hours, um, or sorry, two hours or three hours in between that I have allotted, okay, to exercise, take care of myself, meditate, eat, and then read again, okay? This, I usually try and have uh, about 15 minutes to 30 minutes of reading on a daily basis, meditation for reflection. We're not going to go down the rabbit hole of why that's necessary today. Uh, I will definitely talk about meditation and its relevance in your own problem-solving capacity. Uh, very quickly, meditation is remarkable for over time helping you make better decisions in your life. If you can make better decisions in your life, you can have better outcomes because your decisions will not be anxious or be habitual in nature. You can make better decisions based on the information that you're learning such as if you learn a deadlift technique that's better for you, you can decide whether or not to use it. Uh, meditation helps with that anyways. So um, after that, you know, I know that I'll have another round of clients. Post clients, habitually, I am building this podcast for you, right? I know that when I get into my car, I'm going to record the beginning. I'm going to then put in the second segment so you can then listen to the theme song and then I'm going to record all the way home. I know that if I do this in repetition over time, if I drive home without recording this podcast, it is going to feel extremely unnatural. I'm going to feel out of place, like leaving the house without brushing your teeth. That's how uncomfortable losing good habits can feel, just like how uncomfortable losing a bad habit or an unfavorable habit, like quitting smoking. I can't tell you how hard that was. Um, you tell me to not brush my teeth in the morning, I can't tell you hard that's going to be. I'm going to feel off, right? If you desync neurons that fire together and wire together, it becomes extremely frustrating, okay? Go without your morning shower. You will feel confused, okay? And this is, this is just the beautiful part because when you snap out of your 10%, it's also, if you've been practicing the 90% for long enough, quite easy to jump back in, right? I, I had a... Uh, a client for a long time. He did quite well. Uh, Mike Caldwell, not to not to name drop. I hope that doesn't put pressure on him. If, if you're listening to Mike, uh, you know, great story, and I hope this can help a lot of people. And I got put it in the answers to fitness in my book. So <laughs> you're in there, anyways, buddy. And he, he has a copy, so uh, he'll hear it eventually, anyways. Um, you know, he was suggesting that um, when he was at a low point, low point in his life, all he had to do was start and do something. Just just create some momentum right? If you've already built these awesome habits of how to live, reading in the morning and, and at night, listening to books while you drive, you know, exercising, listening to podcasts, um, you know, working hard and being present when you're at work and, and doing good work and all that other stuff. But if you've built bulletproof habits, that, 
that, and you're allowed to flex with these, but um, and change them as you find that some things are either more beneficial for your time or less beneficial. Um, then over time, playing the long game, your habits will create outcomes, right? Like I know I didn't sit down uh, for three months and just stare at my computer and write a book. I wrote 15 minutes a day, every single day, and disciplined myself to hold myself in that 90%. Yes, I watched some Netflix with my girlfriend when we went out. I watched uh, some YouTube every four or five nights and went down the rabbit holes of YouTube. Like I'm, I'm not talking about being a perfect human. I'm talking about being a better balanced person, chasing balance, um, chasing a more productive, good, healthy lifestyle um, of going back and forth. You know, many people, uh, <coughs> excuse me, and I've talked about this, many people will say, so I'm just getting over cold, um, that, oh, Kyle, you know, you're this healthy person and you don't get sick. I'm like, I, I rarely get sick, but I sometimes get this cough that I'm currently explaining right now. Um, but I also eat M&Ms and I have Doritos and I chicken wings and, you know, all, all the things, the fun, delicious stuff. But I don't eat it on a, on a regular basis. And this, anyways, digressing because I know I've had the 90-10 conversation. Habits are what's going to build your life. And the, the habits I highly suggest are getting into a very good rhythm of learning. Learning from anything you want to learn about, like you can you can look at it on YouTube. Intrinsic motivation, like intrinsic learning, finding things that you're interested in and cultivating that habit. I was uh, I did the 67 steps by a guy named Ty Lopez, and he's a very uh, effective, let's say, internet marketer. Controversial, like everything is, right? So you can either love him or hate him. He's <laughs> I know his his ads were kind of annoying, but. Nonetheless, he had good messages in, inside the 67 steps. I can't speak for his other products, but I really enjoyed that one. Um, and he said, uh, I forget what the topic was, but within that message, because he pulls a lot from books and stuff, and that's why I enjoyed it. Um, he's pulling it from successful people. Um, he said the curiosity is not something that you can turn on and off, right? Like pull in all information. And why this is cool is because if you don't know what to learn, just start learning anything, right? Sometimes I'm opening up, uh, I picked up the, the story of civilization, which is an 11 set volume of uh, the history of civilization. So it goes all the way from the Renaissance and ancient Greece, not for the purpose of like, you know, I'm going to master history, but just every once in a while, I'm going to pull in some new information, right? Keep that curiosity factor going. The vast majority of my reading and like that 15 to 30 minutes I was talking about in the middle of the day, all career learning based, all fitness, all different stuff. Um, right now I'm pulling in information around fascial stretch. So it's a little bit more, let's say tedious in nature for me to explain extracellular, an extracellular matrix of fascia is not going to be super beneficial and applicative for your guys' lives here. But this conversation around habits, I think everyone can really, can really appreciate. Um, and what happens over time is you get really good at learning. Um, you, it's a skill, right? Um, if you use it, it will actually sink. And there's a book called, <laughs> I know I, I wrote down rabbit holes, uh, Life Unlocked. And I mentioned this in The Answers to Fitness. Um, and it talks about um, frontal cohesion. As you learn, you improve the cohesion between three parts of your brain. I'm going to say some some words here, not to run away with it, but just because I memorized it because it was so relevant. Uh, the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for short-term memory and decision-making. The amygdala, which is responsible for emotion. And then the um, hippocampus. Sorry, I'm driving. Um, the hippocampus, those three parts, when you learn more often, short-term memory, 
pass through emotion into long-term memory. When you learn more often, those things become cohesive. They, they intertwine better together. So you have a better connection between short-term and long-term memory, which is learning, which is being able to recall information and use that learning for uh, more effective things. This also helps you relax because your amygdala is highly co uh, coordinated with emotion. And if you really, really want to master your life, you really, really got to master your amygdala. Really, really got to master your emotions. Um, and one way to do that, you know, the thing that separates us from all other mammals is learning. So the daily fitness education, highly content focused on really just trying to pull in information. Now, let's say hypothetically that you don't remember dorsolateral prefrontal cortex. Who cares, right? That's not the point. The point is not to memorize stuff. Like, yes, sometimes it is to memorize stuff, but it's actually, you know, what's, what's interesting is that for things to be stored long-term in your hippocampus takes on average about seven repetitions, right? This is also in the book. It's all about neuroscience, but within Life Unlocked. Um, a guy named Dr. Srinivasan Pillay. I believe him and his associates or uh, students or colleagues also did the research around this. And this can change because science is definitely changing, right? Always. And we're understanding new and new things, uh, more and more new things over time. But what it suggests is that with seven repetitions, that will eventually come into your brain. So maybe in this podcast today, you can re-listen to it seven times. I've done that with good books, really, really important things that I really want to be a part of my life. I, li I will listen to it seven times. Uh, Brene Brown, vulnerability, like seven times. Like that thing, that that course, The Power of Vulnerability was just unbelievable for emotional growth um, and connecting this with others. And as, as a personal trainer, man, if you don't connect with your clients like emotionally, you're not gonna be able to help them because you're not gonna meet where they are. And that's just an opinion. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. You can probably help lots of people without you know meeting them where they're at emotionally. But I just, I, I'm very biased to believe that we need to connect with each other and help each other. Um, Nonetheless, the point was, if you hear dorsolateral prefrontal cortex the first time and you can't remember how to say it, don't worry. But the next time you see it pop up, if you see it pop up in Riveted or any other, you know, cognitive bias book around neuroscience, anything that's really interesting pulling in that way around the brain and how it functions and how you can improve it for you to function better, you'll hear dorsolateral prefrontal cortex again. And you'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that, you know, Kyle said on the podcast or I read it in the Interest of Fitness or, you know, I read it in Riveted or, you know, wherever I pulled it, Life Unlocked. Um, and you're going to get this, this soup, this mixture of more information over time. And that is the beauty of learning. Over time, just keep pulling in information. Uh, I did this, this course called The Luck Factor from a motivational speaker named Brian Tracy. Uh, and I, I must have listened to this like 15 times. The guy, What was the guy's name? Elliot Hulse. Elliot Hulse was like a really uh, famous strongman. And he, he still runs tons of content and stuff. Check him out. He was famous. Um, I think he's actually going to do another uh, strongman competition, world strongman, whatever that is. But he was huge on YouTube like 10 years ago, maybe, you know, five years ago, whatever. Um, and it, he, he founded a company called Strength Camp. Um, and he was actually one of the first people, you know, beyond, uh, my initial learning. Cause I listened to Brian Tracy when I was like 15 or like 20 and trying to do the auditing thing, uh, being a chartered accountant. But he was the person that said, do what others before you have done and you'll get what they got. And then he said, I listened to the luck factor like a hundred times. Now I wasn't, you know, 
that was probably an exaggeration. <laughs> excited people tend to exaggerate. You'll probably hear me exaggerate as, as time goes on because I'm excitable. But I listened to Luck Factor like 10 times. And within it, it said to consistently keep bombarding your mind with information. Keep pulling in content. Don't worry about whether or not it's relevant. Don't worry about whether or not it's, you know, immediately applicative to your life. Worry about keeping that curiosity factor turned on so that when you get a good opportunity in your life, you will be well prepared for it. You will be well versed in many things because it might not be today, but in 10 years, you knowing a little bit about ancient Greece, when your boss is huge on understanding ancient Greece and has a PhD in ancient Greece, but became like a CEO and changes the world, you might have a better opportunity at that coffee to just connect. Maybe, maybe it helps you in outcomes and gives you a promotion, but maybe you just have a great conversation. Now, um, that's it for today, guys. Just really understand habits is, is so much easier than, you know, assessing whether or not you're an effective or ineffective person, good, bad, right, wrong, smart, dumb, strong, weak, like habits will make you strong. Habits will make you intelligent. Habits will unlock everything in your life. Um, and if you can do it once, you can do it time and time again. Um, and I'm only speaking this way because I learned again over and over, and I've felt this before and uh, over and over, as I step out into unhealthy habits, undesirable or pleasurable habits, I can then step back into purpose-based habits super easy and it feels just as good. And I got to experience Lots of different kinds of things with a good contrast, a little bit of play, uh, and a lot of fun, um, but then getting back into purpose and having fun with that too. So super excited to have you guys here. Again, all about your future in fitness and fitness, not just in uh, you know in the gym and in the biceps and sure, all that aesthetic stuff is great and I'm all for it, um, but in the mind and the lifestyle as well. So I'm going to catch you guys tomorrow. Enjoy.